Afterlife with Brent and Jeff. After much deep and profound brain things inside my head. This is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Welcome. We're glad that you've tuned in tonight. We have a great new topic for you. Tonight we're going to be talking about Jesus. And the title is Words to Believe in. The power of the words of Jesus. And um, how important it is to put your faith in his word above all else. And um, we see it in the scriptures a lot people looking at Jesus as a miracle worker, as like a Mr. Fix-It kind of guy, and never does he take that on himself. He always says it's about the word, the word putting your the faith word. in the word. We've had a few episodes like this one, but uh, I think this one's just going to take on a life of its own as far as um, the topic goes, and we got lots of great music for you tonight, so uh, Brent? Yeah, some good music. We're going to just kick it off with some great bands tonight and um, we hope you keep it locked right here we hope you visit our website at www.thealterlife.com if you want to know who what we're at words to believe in topic tonight we're so thankful that you tuned in and um the part of that song that says give it to me give me a sign is kind of what the attitude we're talking about tonight we're going to be in john chapter four continuing from where we left off basically the woman at the well is where we were last week and um, we're just continuing on in the book of john um, for this episode as well um, we're talking about the uh, the nobleman's son, and uh, when he comes to Jesus, asking for him to be healed, and uh, he uh, he asks for Jesus to heal his son, and Jesus says, you know, you guys aren't going to believe unless you see a sign, and, and you think about when the people come and he feeds the five thousand, um, which we'll talk about next week. Uh, <laughs> see, we're getting some plans ahead. We're we're planning ahead here. It's good. Um, people were just kind of coming to Jesus to be there their aspirin you know just take it and forget forget all your troubles and i'm gonna he's just gonna make food for you and it's just easy um and jesus wasn't there to be mr fix it you know i'm gonna fix all your problems he was there to prevent to provide the truth to be um to be listened to and to be trusted in the truth of his word yeah and unless he says you people see signs and wonders and uh, the nobleman to catch up to the scene um, he had a sick son. You know, his son was sick, and he heard about this Jesus, and he came, and he asked Jesus, uh, when he came out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him. He, he begged Jesus. He says, come down, come to my son, and heal him, uh, for he's at the point of death. And uh, so Jesus says, you know, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. And the nobleman said, sir, come down before my child dies. I mean, the nobleman's really imploring God, Jesus, to walk to his house. Come over. And, um, you know, I know that if you're there, you can heal my son. And the nobleman had some faith, you know. He believed. He saw enough. Um, he knew enough about God here. Um, or Jesus to know that Jesus had the ability to do this, to heal his son. And so you have to give him that. I mean, he definitely had some faith here. Um and he wanted Jesus to come over, but Jesus had a different plan in this case, and he had a different point to communicate. Thanks for being here this evening. We're rolling with the nobleman and his sick son <laughs> tonight, uh, right out of John chapter 4, the end of chapter 4. Uh, so if you want to grab your Bible and know that we're not lying to you, go ahead and do it. Um, but the nobleman said to Jesus, Sir, come down before my child dies. Come over. I know you have the faith to heal my son. Do it, please. Um, and I obviously loved his son as well. And Jesus said to him, go your way, your son lives. <laughs> Guys must have been thinking, but you didn't even come over. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, I want to see you, like, 
wave your pixie dust and have the guy be healed. Like, no, I'm sure this guy had a preconceived notion of the fact that Jesus had to be present for this thing to happen. Um, but, you know, the man believed the word of the word that Jesus spoke to him, the Bible says, and he turned away and said, you know what? I believe that Jesus healed my son and I'm going to go find out. The Altar Life. Music's true, real, period. That was The Voyage of Beliefs by FM Static. And when you think about it, the song is really appropriate. This guy, he probably made a voyage, find Jesus, finds him. He's like, all right, I'm going to convince him. Jesus is a big old softy. I'm going to tell him about my son dying. He's going to come, no problem. And then when you look at it, the story superficially, you're like, well, Jesus, like, he's not doing what the guy's asking him to do. What's up, Jesus? Come on. Like, you always heal people. It's like your thing. And, uh... The guy doesn't get what he asked for, if you think about it. So I, I think about that in my own life when, you know, people always say, you know, God's not answering my prayer. But really, the, the truth of it is, God is answering your prayer. He's just saying no. <laughs> and people don't want to come to that realization. And in, in a lot of ways, that Jesus was saying no to this guy. But what ultimately was to happen was for the guy's faith to be strengthened. And... Uh, He's not saying, no, I don't want your son to live. He's saying, no, I'm not going to do it your way. Yeah. And that's where we wrestle a lot of times. It's like, we know what God's word says. We know what we're, we're to trust him and believe in him because he's always come through for us. You know, we tend to forget that, I think. <laughs> like, we look back on our past mistakes in our past life and we forget that God got us through. And then we face a tr- trouble and you're like, God, what are you going to do with this one? I, I don't know how you're going to handle it. It's like, well, same way I handled all the other ones that you have so quickly forgotten about. And um, God, he doesn't do the same thing twice. He doesn't always do it the way we want to do it. His ways aren't our ways. And, you know, for this guy, he says he, he took Jesus at his word. He was probably kind of disappointed in a way. He's like, well, I, yeah, I guess I mean, what am I going to do? This is what he's saying, you know, and then to ultimately see the fruit of his belief um, is just a great it's a great outcome and I don't want to give it away yet <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to stay tuned uh, no but you said it right on like you know we I tend to do this too like I, I look at when God was amazing in my life before and I'm like oh well if I could just set up the scene the same way it's the same formula that convinces God to do it the way I want him to do it because um, he did he pulled for me that way in the past um, and Jesus tends to tends the ones to grow us. He, he tends the ones to show us how amazing he is again by doing it, by moving a different kind of mountain, <laughs> by, you know, doing it, being a little more impossible than that last time before. So we go, wow. And ultimately, so we can, our hearts can go, you know what? We glorify God in this because we obviously know if we could figure out the formula, then we would go, see, I figured out the formula on the way to God's heart. But no, God wants to be like, no, it's all about what I can do and the power that rests in me. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. And what Brent was just saying was just so head on, like, you know, I'd hinted at it, but, you know, Jesus doesn't do the same. If you look at the scriptures, Jesus, when he heals the blind men, how many blind men does he heal? Does he ever do it the same way twice? No. <laughs> but what Brent has said is so honest and truthful, and we all can agree, and we're all nodding our heads like, yeah, like, we try to, like, set God up basically it's like okay God I'm just ready for you to spike it like I got it in place I got my you know Christian devotionals lined up I got like you know the worship music playing soft in the background now just come and just rock me come on you know I'm ready to be spiritualized (laughs) and we set it up and then like he doesn't you know God can't be he doesn't conjure stuff up he's not like some type of like witch doctor or something like that like God moves 
when he is when there's faith placed in him you know and you see it and it's not about the words when the guys had faith in Jesus they didn't have faith in oh he's going to spit on the ground and then rub the dirt in my eyes that's what you know like those kinds of things they had faith in the man Jesus not in what he did yeah it's funny like I was just thinking about a time in my life where I was I was preparing to teach a Bible study and I remember like the time before I taught a Bible study and I studied and God just gave me a whole lot of stuff and I was like okay so I set it all up again like I want to be blessed again just like that so I sat down and had the same I sat in the same chair had the same cup of coffee God you're going to and I just toiled all night to get something good and then on the drive into church the next day is when he told me the message to speak and it was like so cool but like God just that's right he doesn't do it the same way twice and you know ultimately doesn't Jesus just want us to trust him he just wants us to like the like we're going to talk about tonight take him at his word you know he could have went and did what the guy thought he should do and the guy was like, see, I mean, I told Christ to come over. He came over. Things worked out the way I thought. I was pretty smart, wasn't I? Jesus was like, you guys just want to see a bunch of signs. You know, you're just all about the, the routine. No, go home. Your son's okay. You know, when you carry the, the, the conversation on, he starts walking home. And here comes Mr. Servant, his servant, coming up going, your son lives. It's a miracle. Your son lives. And met him halfway. And uh, he's like, wait a minute, what time of day was it when that happened? And they're checking their notes. Well, it was about, uh, it's like yesterday at about 7th hour, the fever left. It. I was like, that's exactly when Jesus said your son lives. And you know what? Check out that verse. He says, and he himself believed in his whole household. Like his belief in Christ went to the next level. He believed that God could heal but I think at that point is when he really believed that Jesus was the Son of God because it was at that point when he said, you know what, it's just his word. All he had to do was say something, and he was healed. And um, it just grew his faith in God even more at that point. And, uh, and that's ultimately what Jesus wants for us, right? We're always you know, working out our salvation. We're always learning, growing in the grace that he has for us. And he's continuing to develop that faith in us by continuing to blow our minds with different things and man i just so those moments and we've all had those moments where god just did something like i can't believe it that's crazy um but those are the things when you know it's only god that that has the answer to the story is those things that you know we take with us for the rest of our lives yeah you know what's interesting i just like on a side i'm reading verse 54 and it says this was the second miraculous sign that jesus performed only the second right (laughs) first one was the water into wine so this guy had some faith as it was, right? but he had it like, kind of like, Hey, like I, I know you kind of do some stuff Come and come and help heal my son. I mean, he was taking, I don't know, you know what religion he was or whatever, but he's taking a big leap of faith. That was word of God speak by Cutlass. And it's so powerful, the word of God. And, and a lot of times we drown it out and we, we think we know, we think we've grasped it, but we just need to put our faith in God's word. And um, Jesus, he's teaching this guy something about how it's not that I just have some skill. It's the truth of what I'm saying, the power of my word. If he can say your son lives and his son does, then how much more is this guy going to listen to when he says, repent, you know, and, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. This guy's words are not going to go unheard. They're not going to bounce off this nobleman's ears anymore because he said the most important words as far as this guy was concerned in his entire life, which is your son lives. 
And then he goes and he's like, okay, yeah, it was like the exact moment that he said that, that the fever left him. That's power. I mean, that's power. And that's the powerful words that we have that have been written down for, by, you know, for the ages of us to read. And it's important for us to believe the word of God. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was Whisper So Loud by Disciple, and this is our unbelievable segment, which we are excited because technology is unbelievable. And in the in the germaphobe world that we live, you can go to the bathroom completely without touching anything. Hands-free. Hands-free. <laughs> you know, we have hands-free phones. We have hands-free bathrooms now, where uh, the toilet flushes by itself. Paper towels come out by themselves. The soap dispenses by itself. The sink turns on by itself. The only thing that doesn't open by itself is the door in most cases. Yeah. But some bathrooms don't even have a door. You just kind of have the little, you know, the open door where you kind of walk around the bend. Yeah. So you don't even have to touch a doorknob. So it's completely hands-free. It's amazing. But the thing that's not amazing is when it doesn't work properly. <laughs> Explain. Like, for instance, when you're resting in there... <laughs> By seating yourself on certain porcelain objects <laughs> to take care of unmentionables, and because this, it's all based on sensors. It has to take care of itself. You can't leave a the toilet unflushed, right? So it senses when the person walks in, and then when they leave. Except for like if you have to like scratch your back or do something, it senses the movement, and then you're sitting there and you feel like you're going to get sucked into like the sewer system, <laughs> the vortex, the vortex, because. Public bathrooms, not, they're not like little Joe Schmo, you know, Aunt Dot's bathroom in her cottage house when it's like, Floom. it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, the six gallon tanks and like, seriously, it's like it's massive suction, you could like tear skin off. <laughs> the pressure is ridiculous. You're like, <laughs> and uh, or that happens while you're sitting there and you're like, Wah! it's probably the <laughs> scariest thing in the you're Hey, or, or like you were gonna say the opposite. And you look up and, the, and you look in, down in there, and like your whole stomach's there because just sucked out <laughs> your entire inside of you. No, oh, but then when it doesn't much. work, when it doesn't work, and then you're like dancing around because you want to catch the motion sensor, but <laughs> so you're like sitting there like woohoo, and you're like waving at it, and you're hoping it. Just and you see the people outside the stall like looking at your shoes, like dancing around, like <laughs> what is what's going on in there? What is that guy doing? And what I think is crazy is like the. It's always messy. Like, I'm like, if it only turns on when your hand is under there, why is there, like, soap everywhere? And, like, water just every. It's such a mess. I'm like, I thought the whole purpose of this was to prevent error. Cleaner. And to be cleaner. And the best is when, like, <laughs> another example is, like, the automatic hand dryers. When they, wa- they want it to be, like, zero to 60 in, like, three seconds. And, like, you put your hand under there. And you actually feel your hand, like, getting, like, you, you can't keep it. Like, gravity is forcing it to the floor. <laughs> My son, he always says it's too loud. He just, yeah, like, leaves the bathroom. And I'm like, fine, you have wet hands. <laughs> you're like, did you pee on your hands? Just <laughs> but uh, it's just crazy. That's how lazy we are. We, we say we're, not only are we germaphobes, but we're lazy. What kind of world we live in automatic bathrooms. And we're in hour two now. We kicked off the hour with I Do Believe by Stephen Curtis Chapman, a rare appearance by SCC. I almost said SCS, but that's not right. SC squared. <laughs> and uh, we're really thankful that you tuned in tonight. It's The Altar Life with Brant and Jeff. We're here every weekend, whether it's Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. And we're on in a couple different states, which is kind of fun. 
And you can check us out also online, www.thealterlife.com. Or as Brent recently discovered, there's a free app on your yeah, iPhone where you can find any radio station that we're on. And it's a free downloaded app called TuneIn. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So no matter where you are in the country, you can find like Hope FM in the Philadelphia area or Truth FM in Tennessee or KITG in Missouri or WTWT in Russell, PA. We're everywhere. We're everywhere you want to be. <laughs> it's pretty neat. And you can check out. We haven't verified some of those locations on TuneIn, but we're thinking. But I'm sure. I mean, they got everything yeah, on there. Pretty neat. They probably had like podunk, like ham radio guy, like sitting in the back mm-hmm. of his cabin somewhere. Breaker Breaker one nine some police some police ham radio or something yeah <laughs> so uh, you can take us with you wherever you go that would be awesome and we would appreciate that you can just hear us much. yakking out of your pocket we're like what are people are like what is that no way except uh, that's just Brent and Jeff going off about automatic bathrooms I don't know <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to hear more of our shenanigans you can go on to our website and listen to unbelievable segments of plenty tonight you know we're talking about words. Jesus' words and you know when I was reading through this on my own you know nobleman his son's sick he wants Christ he wants Jesus to come and heal his son and Jesus you know kind of challenges him on the whole you know unless you people see signs and wonders you will by no means believe and I think people were just itching to see miracles and you know this guy obviously had some faith and, you know, he was in a dire straits with his son, and he was coming to Jesus because he was like, you know, even if it was just the last straw, it was like, you know, I don't know another cure, so we'll give this a whirl. Um, and Jesus kind of pointed that out. And then he says, go your way. And it, it makes mention of the fact that this man believed in the word that Jesus spoke. And then after he verified that it was when Jesus actually spoke that he was healed his family believed. And I just got to thinking, man, do I believe in God's word? Um, the word that healed this man is the same word of God that we read, that we're reading today. The, the Bible, like the, the actual words of God are written down for us in, his, in, in the Bible. And, you know, we read it, we have our nice devotionals, we do our, you know, we go to church and hear the sermons about the word. And we, we, you know, in some ways, we're surrounded by the Word of God quite often. But do we really believe it's the same power? There's the same power behind that as the the ability from just saying, "Go your way, your son lives," and have this this kid be healed from a a fever and a disease that was killing him. And all it took was just, you know, how many words is that? One, two, three, six. Jesus just spoke six words. That was it. Go your way. Your son lives. Boom. And I can't think about creation. You know, it took him six days to speak into existence things that never existed before. You know, and all he said was, that's good. You know, like, <laughs> it's his word. It's just so much power in a word that Jesus says. Um, it's remarkable. And how does it change my life? Does it change your life to think that the same creator lives in you and can speak into existence things that don't exist for his glory? Yeah, I just think it's sad that we so quit. We're so quick to throw away that word for you know pageantry and dramas and, and <laughs> a bunch of nonsense to detract from God's word instead of making it the forefront. That's a it's a convicting thing because the church, especially now more than ever, thinks the word of God is so offensive that no one would in their right mind would just take it at face value. 
So we need to dress it up. We need to attract people to it. Nonsense. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was When I Believe It by Dogs of Peace. And that's a, you know, it's a flip-flop of, uh, instead of saying I'll, see, I'll believe it when I see it, it's I'll see it when I believe it. And that's, you know, that's what this guy learned by believing Jesus. He believed him at his word and he departed. And then he saw the fruit of his belief in his son being raised back, you know, from his deathbed. And, um, you know, just talking about it, hinting at it in the previous segment, we don't take Jesus's words as though they are as valuable as they are. You know, I've heard and probably have said myself like, well, people just won't accept it if you just tell them the truth. You got to kind of like sneak it in there or like dress it up, put some cranberry sauce on it, make it nice and sweet, (laughs) you know, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, that whole idea. That is what our church has become in a lot of ways, unfortunately, not our church personally, you know, but like the church as a whole is that we think that we're so, you know, the world is so intelligent now and we are so high minded that no one in their right mind would just accept this archaic language of the Bible. It's just an old ancient history book. So we got to update it. We need to modernize it. We need to make it cool and awesome. And we need to add like some smoke and mirrors to make people attracted to the truth of God's word. Jesus says, Hey, you just want signs. You want wonders, but guess what? It's about the word only. Jesus didn't have to perform a single miracle if he didn't want to. It was about the word that he was going to speak. And, you know, just thinking here as we've been talking about God's word and um, is that enough? Be, you know, is that being enough for you? And, you know, we've all been in situations where we feel like God's spoken to us about something or we just feel like God's, you know, we read his word and God, you just feel the, the sm- still small voice in your heart, like screaming, this is truth, you know, and, um, or, Hey, you know what? You're not walking right. So do this. Or you, you, you have that feeling like God, you're speaking to me through the Holy spirit. And, and you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that's God speaking. And then you go, but God, if it's really you, show me a sign. You know, if it's really you, you know, then I'm going to shoot this basket. And if I make it, then it's you. If I miss it, then I know it's not you. <laughs> and you make it and you're like, all right, well, this one, two out of three, you know, it's like, <laughs> is God's word enough? Do you, do you sense the leading of the Holy Spirit being enough in your life? Because if you did, you would act on that. That would be enough for you. You know, God, you're speaking to me. That's enough for you, for me to, to believe. And I'm just going to go my way and I'm going to take you at your word. And I'm going to go my way and I'm going to let you prove yourself out in my life. Just like the nobleman went his way then, you know, God God said, go your way. Your son lives. He didn't be like, well, but I mean, he asked him for a while, you know, kind of come, come. But then finally he was like, he went his way. He said, fine. You know, if that's the way it's going to work out, then I'll go to take you at your word. And he proved out that Jesus was faithful to his word. You know what? He always is faithful. And, you know, it's not like nine times out of ten, Jesus is going to be faithful to his word. No. Ten out of ten, take it to the bank. Uh, you know, it's a it's a sure thing, done deal. Um, and and I don't live my life that way, you know, because there's doubt. There's unbelief. There's, well, what if this time you don't come through like you think you're like you said you will? Um, and Jesus puts us, puts us in those positions where... He wants to prove himself over and over and over again. So what happens? Our faith grows. And we're and we're in those positions where other people are going through those things. And we're like, you know what? Jesus did in my life. 
he did this. And all he did was speak a truth. And I, and I took him at it, and he came through. He'll come through for you. Um, and not only that, when we go into the next trial, the next thing, we can rest on that word and know that Jesus is going to be faithful. And we're just really thankful that you tuned in tonight. Don't forget to check out our website. Send us an email where you can request a song, request a topic for a show. And um, this topic, words to believe in. It's something that we all need to remember because I think we can all get kind of caught up in the the pageantry, the show of Jesus and Christian culture and Christianity as a whole, where it's all about like the goosebumps and like the you know, the eleventh hour, like huge big stunt that you know takes our breath away, kind of thing. We're always looking for that, and like Brent was talking about previously, we're looking to kind of recapture that whatever you know that experience that we had. We're like, oh, you know, that was really cool, and I got all cool and tingly, so. Let me set it all up so I can have that experience again. It's not about like a foundational truth that we believe in. It's about like moving from experience to experience to mountaintop to mountaintop. And that's not what Jesus is looking for in us. And that's not what we should be looking for with him either. He is the truth. He is the way. And we're to believe in him for that reason alone. And uh, we wanted to close out with another portion of scripture where we see the flip side of this, where someone who believes Jesus at his word before he even makes his request he knows that and has such faith it's the story of the centurion's servant and uh, it's in Matthew chapter 8 um, basically his servant it's not even for his son it's for a servant of his and he has love for this servant and he says listen you know come and he, he, he sends people asking to help and he says you know my servant lies at home Jesus said I'll go and heal him Jesus is like okay I'll come it's like the total flip side story. And he says, I don't deserve to have you under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. Like what a counter. It's like you can take the right. points of the story and just flip flop them. He says, for I'm a man under authority, soldiers under me. I say, go. And he goes, I say, Hey, get over here. And he comes, you know, kind of paraphrasing, um, do this. And the guy does it. And Jesus heard this. He was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth. I have not found anyone in Israel with this much faith. And he goes on and he says to the centurion, go, it will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed that very hour. Go, it will be done just as you believed it would. The guy believed it would be done before it was. And then, and Jesus is like, man, I haven't found anybody. And this wasn't even a, you know, a Jew. This wasn't like one of God's people that believed this. And I love that. He says, but just say the word. Jesus was ready to go. He's ready to go and, and honor the request. He's just say the word. I know you have that power. That is what Jesus is looking for from us is the belief and the faith in his word alone that he can yeah. move mountains. He can do whatever. It's not, it's not because he, it's not because it's fun. It's not because it's like this awesome show. It's because lives are changed and he restores those that from death to life. It's amazing because when we look at other people, we tend to want to hear the words and we put a lot of stock in some other people's words, especially people who are in some sort of authority, like the president. When he says something, it's like, oh, yeah. Or our pastor, when our pastor says that we would take it. This is Jesus. He created the world and died for you. And when he says something, there's authority in that that's unmatched. And the centurion understood that. And tonight, is that word of God um, good enough for you? Is it good enough for me? Until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. Yeah.